Well, I heard they were at war with each other, so I went to see them. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, last week I saw a news story that indicated that there were two movies that uh, were going uh, to battle at the box office, so to speak. They were among the top three movies and uh, that one of them was expected to be a big blockbuster because it had a long, historical, uh, successful franchise, and that the other came out of nowhere as a surprise. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, as well as the new movie uh, from, I believe it's called Angel Studios, uh, Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. Caviezel's best known for his TV uh, portrayal in person of interest of the lead character there, as well as portraying Jesus in the uh, Passion of the Christ. Um, in any case, I went to see both of these movies, saw Sound of Freedom first, and then saw Indiana Jones. And gentlemen, I think what struck me is not what they're arguing about. I mean, there, there's some conservatives who are crowing on blogs about how, you know, we won because Sound of Freedom got a bigger box office draw, at least on a single day or a weekend, than uh, Indiana Jones did. And that's a triumph of the untraditional media over uh, Hollywood studio model or whatever. And um, that stuff, frankly, doesn't interest me. When I go to a movie, my only gauge is, am I entertained? <laughs> and so, um, and I'm always a little reluctant to go to a movie. Like when my wife told me we were going to see Sound of Freedom, I was like, what is that? And she goes, oh, well, it's this movie about, it's based on a true story and it's about uh, child sex slavery. And immediately I was like, oh, no. Like, I can't take that. I, I don't want to see a movie about child sex slavery. Um, as it turns out, these two movies had a lot in common, Steve Green. Um, both of them were adventure stories. Both of them had to do with kind of the inner struggle of a man uh, who's, you know, in a situation that he finds untenable, uh, but he doesn't know how to deal with it or how to get out of it, both lead to the man taking a huge risk. I mean, it's a, each one of them has a classic uh, Hollywood movie arc that what you would expect. Uh, both of them have weaknesses. Uh, both of them have to overcome them. Both of them face that moment of crisis. Um, and Steve, I, I guess um, the reason I wanted to do this show was to encourage people to take a chance at seeing both of these movies and just set aside all of the stuff that you read and the pre-reviews. I'm amazed at how many people are willing to rule out movies like immediately based on something somebody said on the internet. And just, just take a crack at this and see if you don't agree. I, the most recent story, Steve, I read was basically kind of criticizing the Jim Caviezel film because it was because they were portraying it as this countercultural movement that's unlike Hollywood, but really they followed the Hollywood recipe. And I thought, Steve, well, isn't that why we go to the movies? Yes, it is. I want to. I, I want to be entertained. I want to. I want to. I want a good story with characters that I either like or 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 dream maybe I could be like someday. Although you know, at fifty-four, those odds are getting slimmer and slimmer, not that they were great to begin with. Uh, but you want to be in entertained. You maybe want to be uh, inspired a little bit. And I don't mean like go go save the world, but just, just to be a little bit better. Because, you know, you, you, you saw Iron Man give it all up and, and save the whole galaxy. And gosh, wouldn't it be great if I could just be a little better? Um, 
that's it. Let me let me ask you a quick question about Sound of Freedom because yeah, I read some some conflicting reviews, and I, I do want to see the movie. Um, I've read uh, from some people I trust that oh my gosh, this is really good. You need to go see it. And uh, from some other people I, I whose opinions I trust, the the review I got was basically. Um, uh, they meant well, but the the story wasn't very well told. Uh, what, what was what hmm. was your take on it? Um, my gauge of it is: am I am I able to stay in the story and be be in the moment the whole time yeah. in the movie? And there was nothing that took me out of the moment. I found it was okay. an engaging story, well told, well acted, surprisingly good All performances by by. Uh, n- other characters, like Jim Caviezel is the only sort of big name character, although I recognized uh, one of the other guys in the film. I couldn't place him, but, you know, he's probably a character actor that I've seen before. But most of the people in the movie were not people I knew. I thought they turned in excellent performances. I don't, anytime they say based on a true story, Steve, I almost wish they wouldn't because I don't even care. Right. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So my, my review is, yeah, I'm glad I saw it and uh, I might even watch it again. Okay, not the kind of thing I'm going to go see in the theater. That's that's definitely going to be a, a home viewing for me. But based on that, I'm I'm definitely going to see it. And before I was probably two to one, I was going to see it. That said, um, you know, I'm such an Indiana Jones fan, and I have been since before the movie was officially released. Uh, I I got my best friend Kevin to go see it with me on a sneak preview night that I learned about because little 12-year-old nerd me was a member of the Star Wars fan club, and I got the newsletter Bantha Tracks every month or two, however often they publish that. <laughs> and they let their uh, the Star Wars fan club members know ahead of anybody else that there was this new movie uh, with Harrison Ford, and it was made by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and those three names, that's all I needed to know. I, uh, yeah. I was going to be there. And so I, I saw it a few days or a week, whatever it was, before the the actual release, and I've, I've always gone and seen a Indiana Jones movie the, the day it came out, or in this case, a week before it came out. That said, I have just no interest at all in in seeing The Dial of Destiny, and there, there are several reasons. Uh, I'll start with the fact that I don't need to see the same story told where they've taken a beloved character, whether it's uh, Indiana Jones or Luke Skywalker or Han Solo, and turn them into an angry, bitter wreck. I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm, I'm done with that storyline. Um, give me an idea. Uh, Indiana Jones ended perfectly with uh, The Last Crusade. He actually rode yes. off into the sunset. I mean... It, it was perfect. Flawless. It just Spielberg was was at his best. Harrison Ford was at his best. Sean Connery, come on. Um, even, yep. even the tagline was perfect for that movie. It said, the man with the hat is back, and this time he's brought his dad. Oh! <laughs> that was fantastic. And then they made the fourth one back in uh, 2007, 2008, Crystal, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it's not as bad as its reputation, but... It ain't great. It kind of is. It it, it, it it ain't great. It did have some moments, though. I think thanks to uh, largely thanks to Spielberg, who's totally missing from the new production. Uh, and there are only two moments I remember. I only watched the movie once, and one of them was at the very end. Uh, Indy's got his second happy ending. He and uh, uh, Marion are married. You got Mutt, the kid, and as they're leaving the uh, the the church or the wedding chapel, whatever it was, the wind blows Indy's hat off. And the kid is about to pick it up. You're thinking, oh, it's the passing of the hat. And then, ah, 
Harrison Ford bumps him out of the way or beats him to it, whatever it is, and puts the hat back on himself. You're like, ah, ha, ha. Okay, Indy got a second happy ending. I'm, I'm so... It, it was a nice final touch on a movie that mostly sucked, okay? That's about the best I can say about Crystal Skull. Um, this movie opens with Indy, uh, Marion's left him, uh, Mutt, who I didn't really like, uh, is dead in Vietnam. Everything is just miserable. He's got a crappy little apartment in New York, and he has to uh, be dragged back into one last adventure by the uh, know-it-all doppelganger of Kathleen Kennedy. I've seen this movie too many times. I'm not going to see it again. Well, that's just more seats for the rest of us. Uh, Bill Whittle, <laughs> um, I, I I agree with Steve's assessment of how the movie starts. Um, I think it it starts at a low point, uh, but it doesn't stay there. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, but in any case, uh, it got me thinking after both of these movies, um, and I'm a man of a certain age by now, you know, uh, Jim Caviezel is no spring chicken and Harrison Ford's old enough to be his dad, maybe his grandfather. <laughs> uh, so both of these are, are generally sort of older guys uh, doing difficult things in unusual places um, and having to face uh, their own weaknesses um, and overcome them. Uh, there's, there's something about this idea that is so captivating that I can't get enough of it. I could watch a, a story, this this story, I could watch in different settings with different characters over and over again forever. What is it that makes this so such a dynamic and frankly important thing for for especially men <laughs> to see? I haven't seen uh, either of these movies and by strange coincidence uh, in between the last two segments, I just had some time to kill and I just watched the uh, trailer for uh, Sound of Freedom because I'd heard about it. I didn't know a single thing about it. Um, I don't think when when people say that this film beat out Indiana Jones, it wouldn't have beat out uh, The Last Crusade. Uh, and and this is why I think we get to the point. I, I don't frankly see that, that you can compare the two movies the way that, that you've done it. The thing about the Indiana Jones trilogy, and that's what it was, it ended with the ride off into the sunset was that those movies were fun and they were made to be fun by young men. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were young men when they made the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. And they have gone on record as saying that if they were to make it again, they wouldn't have had Indy shoot the guy with the sword. They would have they would have toned it down because they've all become grandfathers now and they're, and they're just not the same young men that they're supposed to be. So the reason that I don't think that Dial of Destiny counts as an Indiana Jones movie is because it doesn't seem to be anything fun in it. You know, it just seems to be uh, uh, here, here's your here's your lesson that you're going to have to learn about about all of these things. We're going to deconstruct the character. We're, look, the entire idea is is antithetical. You cannot have an 80-year-old man doing young man things and still have it be a fun movie. It just it just doesn't work that way. It's not it's not believable. It's a cash grab. Everybody knows it's a cash grab. The fact that Steven Spielberg is not involved with this one when the last one was a cash grab it is telling you that this is just it's a cynical attempt to make more money off of the name Indiana Jones 
and Indiana Jones right off in sunset at the end of the third movie, and everything after that's just been uh, somebody's vision of an ATM. And what's especially interesting to me about this young man, old man thing is, uh, you may consider Jim Caviezel to be an old guy, I don't. When when you did the introduction for this segment, Scott, I was thinking about the trailer for uh, Sound of Freedom, which I'd seen, honestly, two minutes earlier for the first time. And I thought to myself, I'm looking at Caviezel there, and I thought, you know, Jim Caviezel would make a really excellent Indiana Jones right now at this age. He's, he seems to me to be about the age that Harrison Ford was when he made Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so when I see Jim Caviezel doing things that uh, involve running down uh, hallways or, or, or swimming or, or, or racing fast boats or anything, I believe it. Uh, I, I don't want to see... Look, Indiana Jones is not a real character. Indiana Jones is a, is a myth, mythological construction. He's an icon. He is an icon of adventure. I don't want to watch him get old. I specifically don't want to watch him get old. I don't want to watch him lose his powers. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Superman in a, in a nursing home with a colostomy bag. I don't need to see that. That's not what that character is to me. It's not what he represents to me. He's not a real character in that sense, and I don't need him to see, I don't need to see the tragedies that occur to him. He is, he is an icon of adventure, and the same goes for Luke Skywalker, which is why I don't need to see Luke Skywalker as a, as a sad, bitter, angry, cowardly murderer sitting on an island someplace, because that's not what Luke Skywalker is. Harrison Ford has made some serious movies like Mosquito Coast, for example, which have, which have a, a serious ending and some serious issues to talk about. It, but but Raiders of the Lost Ark is uh, but Indiana Jones is not that and and regardless of what you want to say about the plot for Dial of Destiny, you've still got an eighty year old man doing things that a thirty year old man should be doing, and there's no excuse for that other than the fact that somebody thinks they can squeeze one last box office return out of Harrison Ford before he's confined to a wheelchair. I, I just find them, uh, the last two Indiana Jones movies to be not only unnecessary, but insulting. Oh. And, and, and that's, that's my take on it. As far as Sound of, Sound of Freedom goes, it doesn't sound like much fun, but I'm going into it not expecting fun. Yeah. Uh, let me, can I throw in one other thing? None of this has anything to do against Harrison Ford. My wife and I saw him uh, on, uh, I think it's an Apple TV Plus show called Shrinking, which we adored so much. We watched the series, the first season, twice, almost in a row, just because we wanted to spend so much time with these characters, including 79-year-old Harrison Ford, who is just delightful in his role, his age-appropriate role. Well, I enjoyed both movies, but in different ways. Um, Indiana Jones, I found to be a fun and rollicking adventure with some nail-biting kind of chase scenes and uh, some fun fight scenes. There was lots of humor in it, lots of laughs, and some touching moments, uh, including one moment that I would say is worth the, the price of admission um, that I would have gone to see uh, if, if nothing else about the movie had been that great. But I, I thought it was a good movie. So not the greatest movie that's ever been made, but I'm not looking for the greatest movie that's ever been made. Every time I go to the theater, I want to be entertained. I found this entertaining. I laughed. I cried. I was on the edge of my seat for chase scenes. That was great. The Sound of Freedom was a, a different kind of movie, and I'm glad that they didn't play it like a documentary. 
I'm glad they didn't play it like an overly earnest kind of uh, pitch for the fact that we need to be concerned about child sex trafficking. It was made like an adventure movie. I'm sure it departed from uh, the actual facts of the circumstances, um, and, and I would assume that they would have to do that in order to make a story like that. Real life is not a Hollywood movie, but people don't pay to go to the theater to see real life. They pay to go to the theater to see movies. And um, now the only the only drawback, I think, in Sound of Freedom was as the credits are rolling, Jim Caviezel comes on screen and does this kind of earnest pitch about how you can go on this app and you can give tickets to other people. You can essentially pay for other people to see the movie. And that's a, a cool way of, of amping up the audience to get more people to see the movie. Um, but his into the camera kind of pitch for this is just a, a little too much. Um, he would have been better off to let the movie stand. You know, they could have just put a QR code on the screen at the end that said to give free tickets to this movie. Uh, you don't have to tell me that raising awareness of child sex trafficking is important. The whole movie just did that. The whole movie just opened people's eyes to the kinds of situations that most of us can't imagine. And so, uh, that's the only part that I would probably take out was after the credits. Um, the movie itself, I thought, told a compelling story in a powerful way that made you really care about not only the protagonist, but about the children that were affected by this. Um, I recommend seeing both movies. Uh, I think they're, they're both good examples of their genre. Uh, what I liked about the Indiana Jones movie was the fact that they did deal with the fact, you know, with what do you do when you're 80 years old? <laughs> um, you, you're, you think that life, as far as the life of adventure is over, uh, his, he did, as Steve pointed out, uh, spoiler alert, lost his son. Uh, and then as a kind of consequence of that, uh, was going through divorce proceedings with his wife. And so all of that kind of puts him at a low point at the beginning of the movie. But through the cajoling of this other character who we hadn't met before, um, or at least hadn't met as an adult, um, he winds up back in the field and back doing all kinds of crazy, adventurous things and really recaptures some of that youthful zeal, but in a way that's, uh, I was gonna say appropriate for his age. It wasn't appropriate for his age. It was probably appropriate <laughs> for a guy, maybe Steve's age, but <laughs> it's, I mean, he does more than an 80 year old should be able to do. But you could see there are times when, you know, when in, in a previous incarnation, he may have jumped off a balcony to land on a roof or something. And now he realizes he has to go down the stairs for, I'm just kind of making up a typical example. In any case, um, the difference, although I, I think the difference between Bill and I is that I, I never had this big kind of broad cultural understanding of these films the way Bill does. To me, they were individual entertaining incidents that I always enjoyed and I will enjoy again. And, and I don't take it personally when they depart from the way it used to be uh, because of, you know, whatever the whatever political motivations the the directors or writers have. I, I just evaluate each movie based on the merits. Um, I think both of them were worth seeing. I, I think we need adventure. I think we need to see adventure and put ourselves in that mindset. Um, a good movie about a, her a hero makes you feel like the hero. 
and makes you wonder whether there isn't more that you could be doing in your own life within your sphere of influence to make an impact, to make a difference, to have some adventure, to have some fun, to connect more with people uh, and to laugh more. And so uh, from both of these films in various ways, I got both of those things. And uh, let us know in the comments below if you go to see any of these, whether um, I'm crazy and it's just not possible to enjoy either of these movies or whether you got something out of them. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members of BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.